Hello, my beautiful geeks. How is everybody doing today? And welcome to episode four of the Geek Fortress podcast. I hope everybody's having a fantastic day, evening, late night. If you're watching this drunk, I hope you have fun. Truly, I really do. If it's your birthday, I hope you had a great happy birthday. Or you will have a great happy birthday. Maybe tomorrow's your birthday by the time you're listening to this. But in any case, I hope it is epic. Here we are, guys, episode four. But before we get to it, you already know what's coming next. It is time for... It's a geeky fact of the day. Do you guys know that the main actors in the Avengers movie, so basically the Avengers, they weren't together all that often. So on rare occasions when they were in town to shoot together, Chris Evans would simply send a text message in a group text to the cast members for them to go party and have some drinks, have some fun, you know, distract each other from work, just just have fun in general. And he would only send one single word in those text messages. What was the word he'd send? Well, the text just read, assemble. Talk about meta acting, huh? It's a geeky fact of the day. Alrighty guys, it is time. Episode 4 is here. Is the MCU dying? This is a question that I've been asking myself for a while now. And it's definitely something that I want to come and share with you guys and talk up to you about, guys. Uh, Two things about this episode, guys, before we start. Number one, this is completely based on my opinion. So there may be uh, something about the MCU that I may like that you do not or that I did not like that you did. So just keep an open mind. This is just my opinion. It's based on my opinion and my absolutely non-expertise in the movie business, but more of like the fan side as well as just some knowledge of how um, things should look and how they should um, work out by now at this point in the MCU. And number two, this is going to be a two-parter episode. So this is going to be part one where we're basically going to discuss a few things And I originally was not going to make it two parts, but I really want to discuss also the TV shows. And I feel like they deserve their own episode. So that's going to be the next episode. So make sure you do not miss that. So with those disclaimers out of the way, we're going to get right to it. Okay, awesome. So everybody loves the MCU, right? I mean, I do know that some people don't because they think like superhero movies are not real movies and blah, 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 blah. Like I've heard it on both ends, whatever. Now, let's take it back when Iron Man first started the MCU, you know, and it's it's so funny because I feel like the the golden era, like if we're going to compare them to comic books, the golden era of comic books started with Iron Man saying I am Iron Man and then ended with Iron Man saying I am Iron Man, you know, Uh, definitely the golden era, aka the Infinity Saga, you know, Avengers Endgame was the last one. That's what we call phase three. So the first three phases were the Infinity Saga, okay? And then the things that came after, we, we, we were excited, but at the same time, it felt like something ended. It truly felt like the end of an era. It's kind of like, yeah, you know that it's going to be still the same company, but you had built these characters for 10 years, which led to this gigantic battle against Thanos, and you were super into it. And just like that, it's over. All of these years of building. And they just left a giant question, what's next? 
well, Phase 4 was coming next, alright? And, of course, now I believe we're in Phase 5, and then we're going into 6, and so on. But has the quality of the writing, the jokes, whatever it is that appeals to you from the MCU, have they diminished? Have they gotten better? I personally believe that they are going a little downhill from what they used to be. And let's just, we're kind of going to go in order and just kind of talk about the good, the bad, the ugly, what could have been, what should have been. So if we're going to start at the beginning of Phase 4. For starters, we started with a movie that was technically a prequel, which was 2021's Black Widow. And there was like so much BS and this cloud of, I don't know what to call like weirdness around this movie. Like I feel like Scarlett Johansson hated to be in this movie. Like, in all of her interviews about it and everything, she just seemed so out of it. Uh, and, and I feel like it was such a freaking slap in the face that she didn't get a movie until after um, Captain Marvel did. Because they, they didn't trust that Scarlet, I guess, could handle a movie by herself or that the character of Black Widow could. I feel like it wasn't until the success that they saw in Wonder Woman that they were like, shit, let's make a Black Widow movie. F it. Let's do it. Let's put the money in there. Alright? So, I feel like this movie did not belong in this uh, in this phase. It should have definitely been an Infinity Saga movie prequel. It should have come, honestly should have come out sometime between Iron Man 3 and, let's say, the, the second Thor movie. At some point between that time, it should have come out. Because Natasha was such an important part of the team... And we had seen her since the Iron Man movies. But they were like, hey, you know, she doesn't need a movie. Like, they straight up, like, ignore the fans petitioning for this movie. Until they just kind of did a, you know what, shut the hell up, here's your movie sort of situation. And I kind of felt it. I I really did. I personally, I mean, we got Yelena out of it. And uh, Florence Pugh does a great job with her. So I guess that's the good side. But it was like a, a prequel slash passing of the Torch movie. Just to connect to Hawkeye. So, I don't know. It just felt a little forced, in my opinion. But then, 2021 keeps going, and we get Shang-Chi. I know I'm mispronouncing that, probably. I'm sorry. But that was a fun movie. It was lacking a little something. The CGI was a bit questionable, in my opinion. But when it landed, it landed. I'm, I'm a huge fan of uh, martial arts movies, so that one really hit. I really loved it. The choreographies were great. Definitely better than Iron Fist. Uh, but yeah, like I said, the CGI, there was uh, there was just something that didn't land with me properly. And again, it, this was connecting to She-Hulk, which will come down the road later on. And other shows, because as you know, they always connect the shows here and there. So at that point, I was still... Uh, it wasn't that we had MCU fatigue, but we are like, okay, this is cool, but this is not like Captain America good, you know? So then the Eternals came out. Oh my god. That was a bad movie, guys. I, I know there's probably somebody out there who likes it. But we didn't go to watch it in the movies. We watched it here once it came out on Disney Plus at home. And I fell asleep during it, guys. I'm not even kidding. Uh, it felt boring. It didn't go anywhere, in my opinion. All the after credit scenes, I feel like they haven't gone anywhere. Correct me if I'm wrong. Tweeted me, yell at me. Uh, but I feel like that movie could have been... Avoid it completely. Or, or maybe 
if you really wanted to make a show, maybe this one should have been a show where you can explore the characters even more than you did in the movie. Because I feel like the, there's, there were so many characters in that movie. And even though you did it in Avengers, you had already established a universe by the time Avengers came out. But all these characters in Eternals, I feel like each one deserved an episode. Um, and I believe that that is one of the reasons why the movie felt rushed. It felt like it didn't belong. And it was just all over the place. I I didn't like it. I really didn't. I really didn't. So at, at that point, when we're watching this, we're like, okay, this is not good. Again, I do know some people liked it. Me, personally, did not. But if you liked it, I respect that. Because the next movie that I'm about to say, I loved. And then there were people who didn't like it. And that's Spider-Man No Way Home. We're still in 2021. And... The movie was, listen, no pun intended, but it was amazing. I honestly believe that it's my personal favorite since Endgame. Endgame was a fantastic movie, kept me to the edge of my seat, and Spider-Man No Way Home, spoiler alert if you haven't seen it yet, it's going to almost be a year now, but seeing all the Spider-Man unite in one screen and go up against some of his best, craziest, most evil villains... It's just a dream come true. Like, 8-year-old me was jumping up and down, and 30-something-year-old me was trying to keep up with him. It, it was just beautiful. Uh, Toby went right back into the role. Andrew Garfield got the redemption that he needed, and, and, and he got the love that he deserved. Because in previous movies, I feel like Andrew Garfield was like the black sheep of the Spider-Man family, you know? And now all I want is like a Spider-Man movie with Emma Stone, which we might never get. But listen, she's already on the payroll with Disney because they have her in um, Cruella. So you never know. I won't lose hope. I won't lose hope. But Spider-Man No Way Home gave me a uh, gave me hope. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I'm not going to lie to you guys. Now, um, there are certain shows, TV shows, that also came out that connect to these. And we're going to talk about that in the next episode. But just know that things were happening in the background, such as WandaVision, right? And WandaVision lets us, leads us excuse me, into Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Darkness. But before we go to that, let's just give one more big shout-out of how No Way Home ends. All right, We finally get the Spider-Man that we've been waiting for. Not the Spider-Man that was Tony Stark's little boy who he was always helping. He gave him the technology. No, no. This was Peter Parker on its own, the one that we're used to. And the way that that ended was just beautiful. How he made the suit inspired by the other two Spider-Man. Mwah. Chef's kiss. That was just truly, truly beautiful. And I love the way that movie went. And like I said, it's definitely, definitely, definitely my favorite one. And that leads into Multiverse of Darkness. Which, when you saw the trailers for this movie, you thought that the thing that Strange was going to get in trouble for was going to be the fact that he held Peter Parker in No Way Home. Like, I, I, I call this the multiverse of false advertisement. Honestly, guys. Uh, don't get me wrong. It was cool to see Sam Raimi direct and add the horror aspect to the movie. I'm a huge Evil Dead fan. So, I get it. I really do. I really love that aspect. And I'm very happy that they did that. And, of course, seeing John, John Krasinski as Mr. Fantastic, that's fan casting right there. We've been asking for it. 
Patrick Stewart came back as Professor X. Of course, one to destroy them all, and Mr. Fantastic ended up being a dumbass. <laughs> yeah, he can say one word with his mouth, and then blah, blah, blah. And then she says, what mouth, bitch? And, I mean, come on. Come on. Come on, John Krasinski. You know better than that. <sighs> but, yeah. So, there's a couple of things in that movie that I didn't like. I, I do like some of the aspects of the multiverse. But it it wasn't really that many. You know? It was just... It was just enough to keep us entertained, if you will. And, yeah, there was a couple of gags here and here that were funny. And uh, and also, I said darkness. It's uh, it's called Multiverse of Madness. I apologize. I know some of you guys are probably already like, Hey, what the fuck? I know, I know, I know. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. All right? I call it darkness because it was a dark time for me because I had to watch that movie. But, no, seriously, uh, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. So, yeah, again, I stand corrected. It's Multiverse of Madness, because it was mad. Uh, but, yeah, that movie, it could have been better. But it also could have been worse. But did I enjoy seeing the dark side of Scarlet Witch? Hell, yeah, I did. She was a badass, you know, especially after seeing her in WandaVision. And then this is, like, the next step in her story. But then, of course, Vision was nowhere to be found, even though, again, spoiler alert for WandaVision, in case you haven't seen it. Uh, Vision comes back at the end as White Vision. But he's just MIA. I feel like he would have somehow showed up or said something to Wanda. Be like, hey, yo, girl, what up? But no, no, no. None of that. None of that. So, Multiverse of Madness was not the worst. Again, we had some great characters. I, I, I marked out when I saw uh, Haley Atwell, Atwell, sorry if I mispronounced that, as Captain Carter. That was great. It was great to see Reed Richards again. And America Chavez was a good addition, but I also feel like her character was super rushed. I really do. Like, uh, yeah, we got to see her powers and everything, but she was just there, and then she was like the deus ex machina at the end, and then that was it. Next. And then at the end, she's training... To become uh, an apprentice as well for uh, the magic. Um, I almost call her a wizard. <laughs> You're a wizard, America. So, yeah. So, but anyway. So we go into the next one, which is Thor Love and Thunder. Was it a good movie? No. Some people hated it. I enjoy certain aspects of it. The soundtrack was good. The story was a bit all over the place, I gotta say, I admit that, but people wanted another Ragnarok, but they didn't get it, and that's why they were so upset. But it was a sad story. I think it was a movie that helped finalizing Thor's character's growth in the fact that he lost the woman that he's lost, that he's loved, excuse me, for this whole time. Uh, it has a really grounded concept, which is cancer. You know, she has cancer, and she needs the power of Thor to stay alive. And it, it's definitely a social commentary on that aspect of life and death, moving on, and uh, how far you will go for the ones who you love, not just uh, Thor, but also the um, the main villain who was doing everything for his daughter so he could bring her back. And even though the character was not as close to the comic books, I do like uh, the aspect, the, the angle that they took. Because 
you gotta put yourself in his shoes. If you could do anything to try to bring your daughter back, or your kid, or whomever, a family member, you would absolutely do it. You would absolutely do it. So, solid overall, not the best. Taika Waititi just hit it once, but then he, he missed the second hit. But it's okay. It's okay. I mean, it, 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 think of it like a TV show. Some episodes are going to be filler. Some episodes are going to be amazing. But this, that um, phase of phase four so far has been like most mostly fillers. Where I feel like in phase one, every movie was a hit. Like you didn't want to miss one movie. They took some of the most obscure characters like from the Guardians of the Galaxy and they made them mainstream. Same thing with um, Ant-Man. Like, they made Ant-Man look cool. At least in the first movie, because we don't want to talk about that last one yet. Uh, so, yeah, that was Thor Love and Thunder. And then we go forward into Wakanda Forever. And it was a great homage to the late Chadwick Boseman. I really enjoy that. Uh, we got a whole new beautiful look at Wakanda. Different places in Wakanda, their culture. And that was truly beautiful. It was a beautiful movie, visually. I personally wasn't a fan of the way uh, Namor was interpreted. Um, the movie did feel like it was dragging a bit. But I did tear up. I did tear up at the movie. Uh, again, it's a movie about loss and coping with loss. It's a movie about moving on, even though it's hard. And so is WandaVision, if we think about it. We're going we're gonna to discuss WandaVision uh, in the next episode. Uh, I also wasn't that much of a fan of how Riri Williams' character came about. They didn't even mention that uh, she was inspired by Tony Stark, that she reverse engineered an armor. I mean, who knows? Maybe they'll discuss that in Ironheart. I don't know. Uh, but th there wasn't... I don't even believe... I, I might have to rewatch. I've only watched it once. But I don't think she never even said Tony Stark's name. And what inspired her to make her own suit, whatever. And then she doesn't make the own the Ironheart suit till she gets to Wakanda. And then they're the ones who help her with the materials to make the suit. Granted, I'm not too familiar with the comic book character of Riri Williams to give full opinion. So if that is how it happens in the comic books, please let me know. But the fact that it was just like the same way Tony Stark helped Peter Parker with his gadgets and suits. I just don't like when they make these characters who are well established and you know them for how they've struggled and how they made it through and then they have a third character help them out or a second character help them out it's i don't know personally i um I, i'm not a fan of that i'm not a fan of that that's why when i saw peter parker in no way home and he actually became again the peter parker that we know the peter parker that we love the peter parker that we know it's our friendly neighborhood spider-man it was it was so refreshing. It was great. It was great. So overall, phase four, that area of phase four, with the TV shows that we'll talk about later, um, not the best. I feel like maybe dividing them into also TV shows was a double-edged sword. Yes, you were able to tell some stories, but some of them did feel rushed. I don't think that. You had enough time to explain Moon Knight's um, 
story, for example. But I do guess that it's better than just rushing it in a movie. Uh, but again, I feel like Eternal should have been a TV show. If they wanted to make a TV show, it should have been about this all of these characters who have been around since the dawn of time, for God's sake. So the Eternal should have definitely been a TV show. It was a missed opportunity. It really was. So let, let's just take a peek into Phase 5, since that's the, the phase that we're in right now. And I gotta say, they, they kind of gave me a little hope with Guardians 3. Uh, James Gunn did a great job. And I, I don't know, maybe I'm a sucker I love space stuff. Like, I love Star Wars, I love Star Trek. The first Guardians movie is one of my favorite movies. The soundtrack is fantastic. Um, but, like, the Christmas special that they did for Guardians of the Galaxy, that was also pretty cool. I do feel like the fact that Mantis and uh, Peter were siblings came out of nowhere. Like, that literally goes nowhere. It was just, like, a little pull-in-the-heartstrings sort of situation. But other than that, Guardians 3 was was good. I mean, if, if you are very, very... Uh, uh, weak stomach about certain things about, for example... Um, animal cruelty and things like that. It could be hard to watch for you. Especially if you bring your kids. They may ask a lot of questions. But uh, again, I I think it was necessary to show. Because it's, it's something that happens to this day. And seeing it from that angle. And seeing how Rocket grew up. And everything that he went through to become a Guardian of the Galaxy. Was, was a really nice thing to see. And uh, even though uh, I'm not going to go into too many spoilers about this one because this one is relatively new. But the the ending, it was nice. It was a nice ending. It was a fitting ending. A couple things I didn't like because I wish it could have gone a certain other way. But uh, overall, Guardians was great. And I'll be honest with you guys, I have not seen Ant-Man yet. The last one that came out. But I've heard nothing but bad things. Nothing but bad things. Granted, I always like to be my own critic. I always like to be my own judge. Uh, I don't like to hear even like Rotten Tomatoes and stuff. There's been movies that Rotten Tomatoes says it's super bad. And I've enjoyed it. You know? So I'm still going to watch it. Maybe by the time that I do episode 2, maybe I'll do a little cut in there where I tell you if I watch it or not. Um, but I'm excited about, to discuss, about discussing deeply... Um, the TV shows as well. Originally, I wasn't going to. But I, I think it is important to take a look at them. So that we can get a bigger picture. And we can answer the question whether the MCU is dying or not. But just in these movies alone. Uh, we know that Marvel and Disney, they're a huge industry. They can't just die overnight. But if they keep taking away whatever it is. that Listen, they had the formula. Everybody wanted to copy Marvel's formula when it came to um, to superhero movies. Everybody. With a little comedy here and there. Which, I, I'll be, if I be honest with you guys, the comedy sometimes gets tedious. Because I get it, you're trying to put a little ha-ha here and there. But I also kind of want to feel. Like there's been moments where there's something so beautiful happening. And then there's a fart joke. Not literally a fart joke, but that's how I'm putting it as... Because it's like a fart in the air that breaks the moment. And everybody smells it. And it's like, eh, this doesn't belong here. Like, there's been beautiful moments where something happens. 
and then a character just makes a joke or something like that. So things like that, don't get me wrong, and they do have serious moments, but I do feel like they always fall back into the comedy. And that is definitely something that maybe people are fatigued about. And that's something that we should definitely keep in mind. So you can still have the same formula and just tweak a couple numbers here and there. And I think you can get back to being the powerhouse that you were. But if they do not find this magic that they used to have, I do see the movie potentially, the movies, excuse me, potentially losing viewers. Um, I think the TV shows are doing okay. For shows that I think the most the shows have been is like nine episodes. I think One Division was nine episodes. What If was nine episodes. And I believe She-Hulk was nine episodes. Those were the longest ones. And I do know also that we had the Daredevil one coming up. Which is like the revival from the Netflix series. So, I mean, I'm excited about that. I'm excited about everything in general. But let's talk about the elephant in the room as well, guys. DC is making a comeback. I'm not saying that they're going to supersede Marvel. Because they have years worth of good stuff. Yes, they do have some bad stuff right now. But we're still like them because they made us feel, you know? But DC with James Gunn now, I'm excited. I'm excited. Um, The Flash probably wasn't the best one to compare it to. Because The Flash wasn't the best. I had a good time with it because I like cartoons. And it reminded me of a Saturday morning Justice League cartoon. If I had to explain it any better way. Uh, but we'll talk more about that when we talk about the DCEU, which there will definitely be an episode for. Uh, the, the, the biggest moral to take out of this one is that I do not think they're going to catch the magic that they did on Phase 1, 2, and 3, a.k.a. the Infinity Saga, ever again. I may be wrong. I hope I'm wrong. I really do. You have to realize those movies came out at a point where superhero movies were not saturated. Not everybody was making them. Before that, yes, we had Spider-Man, we had X-Men, which, by the way, are now part of the Marvel Universe, which is amazing. The MCU, like, Tobey Maguire is part of the MCU, for God's sake. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? But um, it, it's it's going to take some time. It's going to take a lot of love and a lot of going back to the drawing board. To make these uh, these things happen. And um, I do know that Secret Invasion uh, did not do too well. <laughs> and uh, to not go far that, that far back, She-Hulk didn't do that well either. Uh, Miss Marvel I enjoyed. It, especially when I heard that for the mutants. I was like, ah! Sorry if I just broke your ears with that. But that's how I felt. And yeah, so that's as far as we go with the movies about um, for this phase and a little going into phase five, like I said. So Guardians 3 was a good push towards it and man, not so much. Again, I haven't seen it yet. I will. I'll make my own judgments after that. But I did see some screenshots about the CGI. And oh man, oh man, it does not look good. It does not look good at all, but we'll watch it. And um, I think that's the one thing that I haven't seen yet, if I remember correctly. So, yeah. So, I definitely have to watch it just because I'm in already. So, I have to watch them. 
Uh, for a long time, I didn't watch Wakanda forever. Uh, one of my friends, great streamer, his name is Caboose. You guys should check him out. He kept telling me, um, you should watch it. You should watch it. And I watched it. And yeah, it was a good movie again, but I wasn't blown away. It just made me feel a lot. It was a really good love letter to grief. And I like when movies have like messages in the background. Even though it's a superhero movie, doesn't mean that people can't have grief. Like, Shuri goes through the ringer in that movie. That's all I'm going to say. She goes through a lot in that movie. And sometimes you fight depression in real life. And you fight grief in real life. So, it was a good thing to look at. But we'll take a look more in a couple of weeks when we're going to talk about one division for example because i think one division is it was a perfect show and i'll talk about that when the time comes but for that you're gonna have to tune in i said tune in <laughs> for the next episode where we're going to keep discussing this topic and we're gonna go more into detail we're gonna draw conclusions about if the mcu is dying or not uh, as of right now i can tell you that it's definitely lacking the quality that it had once that's the best way to put it nicely it is lacking said quality but there's nothing that you've lost that you cannot recover so i do really believe that they could get it back and they could get back on their feet and they could make great amazing quality stuff one more time well, not one more time, but once more, rather. But what do you guys think? So far, what we've spoken about, let me know. Tweet at me. And let me know what you think. Is the MCU dying? Thank you so much, guys, for listening to part one of this. Is the MCU dying? I really appreciate each and every single one of you guys for stopping by. Please do not forget to rate the podcast. Share it with your friends. We're trying to get it out there so a lot more people can listen to it and we can grow it nice and slow, slowly but surely. I know it takes some time, but please share it. Uh, leave a review in any place that you can leave a review. Leave it a like if you can leave a like. I'm still learning myself about podcasts. So whatever you can do to share the love, I would really, really appreciate it. And um, other than that, that's it, guys. That has been this episode. I will see you in a couple of weeks with the culmination of this episode, of this two-parter, is the MCU dying? We're going to be looking at the TV shows of Phase 4. Maybe one on Phase 5. And we're going to be discussing into more detail why the MCU may or may not be on its way out. As per usual, you guys have been awesome. I have been your boy Lewis. Do me a favor, guys. Have yourself a fantastic week, weekend, month whatever if it's winter when you're listening to this because it might be please wear a coat it's cold outside what's the matter with you? you're gonna catch a coat <laughs> thank you so much guys i will see you on the next one be nice to somebody tomorrow you never know when you're gonna save their lives with just a smile until the next time i have been your boy lewis you have a you guys have been awesome do me a favor guys stay awesome and keep going until next time lewis 